This is 10 Minutes of Science, a Women in Ophthalmology initiative supported by Johnson & Johnson. We have invited ophthalmologists who are leaders in their field to discuss a journal article of their choice. My name is Robin Troutbeck. I'd like to introduce Dr. Susan Carden. Sue is an Associate Professor in the Department of Paediatrics at the University of Melbourne. She works as a consultant ophthalmologist at the Royal Children's Hospital and is head of the Education Vision Assessment Unit at the Royal Victorian Eye and Ear Hospital. In addition, she is a Paediatrics Section Editor for the Survey of Ophthalmology and an International Editor for the Journal of the American Association of Paediatric Ophthalmology and Strabismus. Her interests are retinopathy of prematurity, low vision, paediatric ophthalmology, and international development. Hi, Sue. Can you start off by telling us which article you have chosen to review and why did you pick it? Hi, Robin. Today, I'm going to talk about an article that uh, focuses on the RAINBOW trial. This is ranibizumab versus laser therapy for the treatment of very low birth weight infants with retinopathy of prematurity. This study was first published in 2019, but it is an ongoing study looking at the infants as they grow up to the age of five years. So this study uh, addresses a problem that we have in the treatment of these uh, very fragile infants. At the moment, the main treatment is for severe retinopathy of prematurity is laser treatment. This is the main stay of treatment in most developed countries. However, anti-BEDGEF agents such as ranibizumab are used particularly in underdeveloped countries because they are easier to administer. This study um, looks at uh, comparing treatment with ranibizumab versus treatment with laser treatment. And it looks at uh, two doses, ranibizumab 0.2 milligram and ranibizumab 0.1 milligram, and compares the outcomes with the standard laser treatment. It is a randomized controlled trial. It is open label. And by open label, we mean that researchers and participants, that is parents, know what treatment is administered. It is a superiority trial. And this means that it aims to show what treatment is clinically superior. It is also a multi-centre trial. And in fact, there are 87 centres distributed over 26 countries. And the reason for this uh, diversity is basically that it was quite difficult to recruit infants for the study. As uh, explained, it is a three-armed study. Uh, with the 0.2 milligrams uh, in uh, as the first arm, 0.1 milligram in the second arm, and laser treatment in the third arm of the parallel groups. What was the primary outcome measure of the trial, Sue? The primary outcome was survival with no active retinopathy, no unfavourable structural outcomes, or need for a different treatment modality at or before 24 weeks. And the 24 weeks is post-initial treatment. You could swap between the treatment arms is, and that was considered a failure if that was required? Swap treatment modalities? 
Yes. So bearing in mind that laser treatment in many of the countries involved is the standard, if there was any concern uh, with reactivation of ROP, then treatment could be uh, switched. What were the results? So the main uh, finding was that ranibizumab, the higher dose, so 0.2 milligram intravitreal dose, might be superior to laser therapy. There might be fewer unfavorable ocular outcomes than laser therapy in that 24-week profile. So I sort of, um, it's important to remember that this is an ongoing trial, that the next part of it is the rainbow extension trial. And so we have to be very careful and measured in reporting these results because we need to follow these infants up for five years. What potential long-term adverse outcomes are you concerned about with ranibizumab? So what we are concerned about particularly are neurodevelopmental outcomes. So ranibizumab injected into the eye leaks into the systemic circulation in infants because their blood ocular barrier is very porous. Now, one of the things that this study, which was um, very interesting, was that they looked at blood samples after treatment. So they looked at the infants who'd received intravitreal ranibizumab and also the infants who received laser treatment. And they looked at the blood levels of the drug itself, the ranibizumab, and also of VEGF to see if there was any suppression. By 28 days after treatment, um, the ranibizumab levels in the systemic circulation had decreased significantly um, and there were not significant um, changes in the levels of vascular endothelial growth factor in those infants compared to the infants who received laser treatment. So with the results, you've mentioned that the ranibizumab given at a concentration of 0.2 seemed to perform better than the 0.1 concentration and the laser. Were there any adverse events noted in any of the groups that might change your um, management of these babies or make you concerned about using Lucentis over laser treatment? Endophthalmitis is what is something that everybody thinks about with any intravitreal injection, whether it's an adult or an infant. They did have one case of endophthalmitis that ended up in a poor outcome. That infant had conjunctivitis over um, 11 days before the injection and, in fact, had been treated and cleared of any sign of conjunctivitis. So... It is um, stressed in the paper that if there has been any sign of ocular infection, then an intravitreal injection should not be given. Um, the other adverse ocular outcome was that one infant developed a cataract that was presumed to be related to the injection itself. Also, another infant died the next day after the injection and the clinician decided that that was related to the injection. So they are things 
to bear in mind in using this drug? Was at the 24-week mark, were all the children, all the babies ROP controlled or were you, were there, was there any concern about rebound disease with the um, so anti-VEGF really, group? Yeah, so that's a really interesting question. Over the last few years, there have been various studies looking at whether it's Avastin or whether it's uh, Lucentis, wondering about the dosage. And so that's why this study looked at uh, 0.2 milligrams and 0.1 milligram. And at 24 weeks, there were three infants who still had active ROP who'd been treated with the lower dose of 0.1 milligram uh, ranibizumab, whereas there were none from the other two treatment arms being the laser and the stronger dose of ranibizumab. Is 24 weeks long enough to follow the babies from the point of view of the ROP disease? I understand the difference between the developmental um, outcomes, but for the eye disease, is that long enough? So these babies' follow-up continues to make sure that they don't uh, develop further activation of their ROP or um, other neurodevelopmental issues, certainly from... Other studies, there have been reports of babies with Avastin having longer um, term reactivation. I think this study makes the point that you can't necessarily uh, compare those infants directly with the study, but it's something to bear in mind that one of the problems of intravitreal anti-VEGF agents compared to laser is that they definitely need uh, much longer and ongoing uh, ROP checks um, compared to laser treatment. So generally pros and cons, laser is more difficult to um, apply versus the intravitreal injections, but less concern that there is reactivation of disease once you've got it on. Yes, so with uh, adequate laser, there will be less long-term reactivation. Um, but you're exactly right. Technically, it is difficult to apply uh, laser treatment to these infants. And this is from the ophthalmologist's point of view. Um, it yes. is a, a difficult um, uh, skill to learn. But also, most, uh, also more often, uh, infants uh, requiring laser treatment may need um, a general anaesthetic Yes. Uh, some babies with intravitreal injections may require a general anaesthetic as well, but that is uh, less common. Yes. So that would be obviously something you'd want to avoid in these very low um, birth weight um, children, the general anaesthetic. Absolutely. Yes, it, it, it definitely is, um, you know, another procedure in their lives, which is high risk. So just to finish up, what did the authors conclude and what could you take into your practice from this study? So the authors have concluded that ranibizumab for severe ROP might be superior to laser treatment with fewer unfavourable ocular outcomes. They've uh, stressed that it is important to be careful about avoiding endophthalmitis by uh, not injecting infants who have had an ocular infection. They've also stressed that cataracts can occur from injection. At the end of last year, ranibizumab received approval from the TGA 
for treatment of retinopathy of prematurity in Australia. Uh, I think this is uh, an important step. It will be very helpful in our explanation to parents when we give an anti-VEGF, particularly when we move to ranibizumab, that we are slightly less concerned about the outcomes than we were, that there are more studies that help us show that the outcomes, the ocular outcomes are equivalent, if not possibly better than laser treatment. And we need to bear in mind that some infants are too sick to receive laser treatment and that in those situations, intravitreal injections have an important place to uh, play in our treatment of these incredibly fragile infants. It may be in the future that intravitreal injections of anti-VEGF agents such as ranibizumab may replace laser totally. Thanks, Sue. It's great to have more options available to these very, very premature babies. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Robin. Thank you for joining us today on 10 Minutes of Science. See you next time.